Hey, Breakthrough listeners, it's Jason Lowe and Peter Lount from episode number 107. At Ascendant Financial, mybankersvault.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors across Canada the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it's difficult to access the financing you need or when the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at mybankersvault.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you are already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker puts you in a position to control the repayment schedule on your loans while enhancing your overall returns. Whether you are brand new to real estate or a seasoned investor, we believe that ready access to money and financial control should be in your hands not the banks or a loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. If you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, and less headaches, head on over to mybankersvault.com. That's mybankersvault.com. Hey guys, Omar Khan here with Beta Trading Co. I wanted to tell you about episode 124 of the Breakthrough Podcast. We currently have a special offer for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. We're offering a free one-hour live training session where we show how to instantly add stock options as a new income stream. Now, I've used this myself personally over the years to create a sizable real estate portfolio for myself, and there's no reason you can't as well. The cool thing is it only takes about 30 minutes a day, so if you have a job, or if you have a business, or you're just spending a lot of time with your family, you're going to have time to incorporate this in your life if you take the time to learn this, okay? Now... We're also offering a 15-minute free consultation to discuss how our option strategy can work with your current investment strategy and really take your investment to the next level, okay? So for more information, check out 30minutesstocktrader.com forward slash breakthrough to join us on our free live training, our next webinar. Remember again, episode 124, where Sandy and I go over exactly how I use this strategy to acquire a large real estate portfolio for myself, and there's no reason why you can't as well. See you there, guys. Talk soon. If you're looking for the skills and tools to succeed in real estate investing, you've come to the right place. This show is about breaking through barriers, breaking through limiting beliefs, and breaking through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us again today. Uh, I know you heard on the uh, intro there that uh, it was Rob and Sandy, but today Sandy's away. So joining me as co-host, you know him well, Quentin D'Souza. Welcome, Quentin. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. And for those of you who don't know Quentin, but if you listen to the show, I'm sure you do. Uh, He's been on several times. He runs the Durham Real Estate Investors Club and he is the chief education officer over there, written a bunch of books, very, very active real estate investor. And, uh, and uh, thank you again for, you know, filling the chair. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Always, always working on the real estate portfolio. That's, that's my, my full-time gig. <laughs> Lots of fun. We're at 80, 80 million in assets, almost uh, 400 doors now. So um, that's, uh, and keep growing. We got like a, a 93, 94 unit building under contract and I got a 12 unit building closing next week. So 
you know, been doing this since 2004, right? <laughs> it's yeah. been fun. All right. And, and I, and I always have uh, said that, you know, if it wasn't for you, Quentin, I wouldn't even be in real estate investing. So, you know, I've got wow. to give you that. I got to give you those props. Oh, thanks, man. Well, you know what? It was those, those, uh, those ads for we buy houses that got us together. Right. So something like that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was doing, I was starting to dabble in wholesaling. I certainly hadn't done anything again before I met you, but, uh, but all of those courses and the education that you offered at Durham REI helped out a lot when I was getting going, that's for sure. So, awesome. Um, hey, everybody listening knows this already, but you should go over to uh, BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. There you can listen to all the episodes that we've done um, with Quentin. I think there's five or something like that now. I don't know. He's been on there a bunch of times. And, and, and every other guest that we've had on, they've all had really good information over the years. Seven plus years now, Quentin. Wow, that's that. insane. <laughs> Craziness. Makes me feel old. Uh, but yeah, seven plus years packed with uh, education from all kinds of guests, you know, on all kinds of topics. So everything real estate, go over there. Um, and you can also get our free gift, the, oh boy, now I'm put on the spot. What's it called? <laughs> Sandy always does this part. Let me see what it's called. Well, see, I, see, I can't replace them. I can only, I can only stand in. Right there, you go. Well, we have our free gift on the website. It's called the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. Um, I've read it several times, obviously, but uh, uh, not in the past little while. But Sandy's always one that says that. Yeah, the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. And you'll get on our email list. So do, just go over and sign up, breakthroughreipodcast.ca. And of course, go over to iTunes and uh, leave us a rating review. That always helps us get out there to more people and grow a wider audience of people that are looking for this free information that we offer here. So get over there. Leave us a rating review. Quentin, you've left us a rating and review, Absolutely right? Absolutely, I have. Yes, sir. Have you? Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. I've, reviewed, I've reviewed. I've rated. It was a good one, I got to say. It was good. Yeah, five stars, right? <laughs> five stars. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And it wasn't hard, right? You just went no. over it. You clicked a couple seconds. buttons. It takes, yeah, 30 yeah. seconds. Or, you know, you can rate us. You know, you can spend a couple more minutes, maybe, like, I don't know, three, <laughs> you know four minutes. The, <laughs> the, the other thing too is like share it with two friends right if you're gonna if you're gonna if you enjoyed it and you enjoy hearing our guest and you, you enjoy the podcast make sure that you share it with other people right that way other people can get all that goodness and knowledge and you know you can pass it on to the next person right it's all about pulling that next person up behind you right and, exactly uh, that's that's what the podcast is it's you know education and information and, um, and you, we want to share that as much as possible. Absolutely. I mean, there was a time before, you know, I sort of learned that pulling people up is a better way than, you know, keeping everything to yourself. There was a time where I was sort of afraid to share a certain amount of information, right? You don't want to keep it close to your chest because it's valuable and you don't want to share it. But I mean, you get way more support from the universe or whatever you want to say um, when you just when you just share, right? Just, just yeah, share. Absolutely. You can't, you can't do all the deals, man. Like you can't buy all the, I know, although I'm trying, I cannot buy all the apartment buildings that are out there. It's just not possible. Right. And um, you can't do all the deals. So you, you gotta um, 
you know, be open, uh, share with what you know. And uh, I find that karma, you know, get, comes back to you too. And, and I got to say, you know, from Oshawa to Costa Rica, what a journey, man. You like, I can hear the birds in the background from uh, Costa Rica. That's super cool. It is. And it's been so much fun here. Um, we're having the time of our lives, to be honest. Uh, we've like, I mean, you know, people are asking me and things are, we're going super smooth at first, you know, uh, as far as like a first flip that we're doing here, they, you know, we've got to build all of the uh, like contacts for, you know, suppliers and, yeah. and, 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 um, you know, labor and whatever trades, all that stuff. So we're building uh, a pretty decent um, Rolodex here. But there have been a couple of snags recently. So uh, if I went over there today, I don't think anyone would be there because we've kind of got, we're at a point where um, we're looking for some electrical supply that's apparently in, uh, you know, in short supply here in Costa Rica. And believe it or not, white concrete, white concrete, there's a run on it and you can't get it anywhere in the country right now. We don't think it'll be long, but uh, so that's kind of um, putting a damper putting a stop to our, our pool, which is turning out really, really nice. So I put oh, a pool awesome. in in Ontario last summer yeah. and, um, and it was just the old uh, steel with the liner, you know, not all that impressive, but we wanted to get a pool and that was the option at the time. Um, but here, you know, it's the full on concrete, really nice finished um, coping and everything. It, it looks, you know, is going to look beautiful. So I'm super impressed by that. Come oh, out the back awesome. door, stairs right down into the pool. It's going to be nice. Yeah. Um, well, you're starting again, right? So, like, you know, you're going to start again with all your contacts and everything like that. But, like, um, mm. it sounds like it, it's great. I, I remember moving into the U.S. and starting to buy property in the U.S. And, and growing that. It was like starting again, too. Like, all your contacts, all your financing people, all your brokers, all your everything starts again, right? But, yeah. um, you know, you just got the experience now. And so, you know, that that will help you to... To, to grow and, and get bigger if you want to do that. And super awesome. So cool. So Yeah. And I just wanted to say too, that if anyone is interested, uh, I did just post an update on YouTube on the uh, flip project. So uh, just like yesterday, I think I posted it. So if anyone's interested, there is a little bit of an update on uh, a walkthrough of the uh, flip house. Awesome. So go over Very to YouTube cool. and just, just put my name in and it'll come up. We're awesome. not here to talk about me. We're here to talk no. about you and our guests. <laughs> so Quentin, I mean, you mentioned a couple of things right there. We kind of like blew through it, but since last we talked, there's been a couple of things that you've had going on. So share with us. Sure. Um, I'll, just a couple of things. One is I've started my own podcast, which is getrealwealthy.com. And uh, it's uh, just a, a little bit about some insights and education that I want to share. I, I've been, um, I stopped coaching which was something that I was, I felt like it had started to take on um, too many hours of my time. Uh, and uh, I didn't think $500 an hour was worth my time. So I uh, focused more on building my real estate portfolio. And since I stopped coaching at the beginning of January, I've uh, bought over $40 million of real estate that I own 50% of. So that's like a, it's, it's a super um, great way of, so I basically doubled my portfolio size, right? And yeah, got, yeah, so. 
Sounds like a good move, uh, <laughs> you know, moving away from one thing. Sometimes you got to give it up and I know you love it, right? I know you yeah, love I the do. coaching. I do. I love it. I yeah. do. It's teaching because that's, you know, I was a teacher for 20 years and I, I'm, at heart, I'm still a teacher, but there are better ways to do it like podcasts, right? It's a great way to still be able to help people and educate, but you know, it's one-to-many versus one-to-one, which is just something I can't do anymore. It's not no, mm. not what I can do. So it's a great opportunity for me. And, and now I've got, like I said, I'm closing on a 12-unit building next week, and we've got a 94-unit building under contract, great cap rate, um, lots of room for upside. It's going to be awesome. So and uh, we'll probably close on that in 2022, just early 2022, if everything goes the, the way I, I hope. And that'll be a great start for the year, right? So yeah, absolutely awesome stuff. And I'm really excited about our guest here. So this is uh, Ross Nadai. Uh, and uh, Ross is a real estate agent. He's an investor from the Niagara region. He's focusing on pre-construction and multifamily investments. After closing his first ever property in Toronto in 2020, uh, Ross scaled his portfolio very rapidly with investing experience across multiple cities in Southern Ontario. Ross is primarily a long-term buy and hold investor and has used his buy, renovate, refinance and rent strategy to acquire eight properties. That's 20 units. He has a podcast, Real Estate golden nuggets as well as a youtube channel dedicated to helping investors break mindset barriers and educate them on how to invest or scale up their portfolio to achieve financial freedom so without further ado here's ross yeah welcome ross thanks for joining yeah. us today thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure and a complete honor to be here especially with quentin and rob so yeah very i appreciate about this I appreciate you taking the time and putting up with our uh, scheduling debacle that happened trying to get you on here. So um, <laughs> I know we, we rescheduled and moved you a couple of times. So I'm just glad that we can finally sit down and talk now. So uh, thank you again for taking the time to be here. Now, you know what? I, I had a question for you. You, your background is, uh, uh, is a little different, right? So you're an Afghan and you're, when did you come to Canada? Just a little bit about that background would be kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. The great question. Uh, yes, uh, my my uh, my background. I'm from Afghanistan. I came to Canada around I think 2000, August of 2000. So, been here for for I guess majority of my life. You can say I practically grew up here. I was around 10 years old when we came to the country. So, um, as you know, there's the uh, what's happening back home is is very like you know drastic and it's uh, it's sad to see that. Our country seems to be always progressing or that always gets held back somehow, some way or another, and it goes back 20 years. It's a repeated cycle, vicious cycle, unfortunately, but grateful to be, you know, here, uh, you know, have the opportunity to make something out of myself, right? And you know what, like, that was, that was my mindset from the beginning was like, listen, like, my parents went through a lot to get me here. They were really big on their kids, right? They came here for freedom, uh, for peace of mind. Um, and so the whole... Uh, you know, idea behind this whole thing was education. And my parents wanted me to have a better life than they ever had and opportunities they could never get from their um, home country, right? So um, yeah, but given that came here, like, you know, I was I was really focused on my education, made sure I was, had to, you know, high grades, uh, get that degree, get into the corporate ladder, right? And try to make something out of myself. And then 
uh, as many of, her, of us realize that, that unfortunately that's not the only way or probably the best way to, to get where you want, especially if you're looking to achieve uh, financial freedom. So that's when I kind of started looking around and uh, speaking to certain folks and uh, real estate was something always back in my mind, but I never really understood how someone like Quentin can have 400 units. Like it's just, it's, 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 to me, it was like impossible. It's like, wow, like how are these people doing it? But I think like you said earlier, Quentin, like it's all about education, right? It's about mindset and education because if there's a will, there's a way, as we like to say, and that's the reality of it, right? So the more you connect with folks who are in the business and you learn from their experiences, the more you understand and you get encouragement to say, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. You know, yeah. w- one thing I want to just say is that, you know, you, you know, coming from Afghanistan, you must have like a, like a really early memory of that. Like there's gotta be something that you remember. You know what? I was uh, actually three years old when we left the country. So uh, because of the, the war, uh, we had migrated to Pakistan. So I actually lived in Pakistan for about six years, but yeah, funny enough, like when I, when I sit down with my parents, when they asked me like, what do you remember? I, I faintly remember like our, our house where we used to live. And I specifically remember like our bedroom. And then when I, the way I describe it, my mom is like shocked. She's like, you were like two, three years old. How do you remember this? Right. It's certain memories like that always stick with you for, for your entire life. I, I think so. Yeah. I do have a bit of memory, but you know, I would love to get an opportunity one day to go back and actually see it for myself. Cause I know it has changed a lot, but there still has, it still has a lot of beauty and, and areas that I definitely want to check out. I never had an opportunity before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, geez, I don't even know what to say about what's going on there right now. It's just so it, it's, 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 it's all over the news and, and it's tough to, tough to figure out exactly what's what really. I mean, there's, there's, Correct. stories of is it successful is it not successful i have my own opinion on whether or not it is i mean it clearly doesn't seem to be but uh they right. you know they if you if you <laughs> if you ask uh, government officials they seem to have different ideas but um uh yeah i mean i don't know enough about it to get in too deep but uh it's it's certainly hopefully a, uh something that can level off a little bit at least so you can go back there and and check out yeah yeah i i know that's that's, that's all we all, uh, all hope for but you know what it is like again i'm just not to be a bias but I'd like to give my opinion of it is just that uh the country itself is very mineral rich we have like all sorts of minerals in the world that is in that country so for whatever reason everybody's after it whether it's, you know, US, well, I'm not going to name the countries, but there's always somebody there and they have a, a purpose to be there, right? Like think about it logically, right? If you're a trillion dollar, uh, you know, company, let's just say in terms of business, why would you put any sort of money and time or effort by sending your soldiers overseas for 20 or 10 years if there's nothing to come out of it for you? Just logically, right? There has to be some sort of reason, whether it's political whether it's, you know, financial, whatever it may be. But I think that's the biggest reason. And I think what's happening now, we don't know who's behind it. Uh, I can't really comment on that, but I, I would think it, it definitely has to do again with the minerals and the resources and the money. That's what's, mm. what's keeping peace out of the country. You know, that's, that's, that's very uh, interesting that you say that, but, you know, coming to Canada, you must have had 
um, or your family too, just the shock at the type of opportunities that would be available, right? Because I know the immigrant story is, you know, the same from family to family. I mean, we were we were immigrants too, coming to to Canada, and um, the possibilities that you have versus the possibilities where you're coming from, whether it's Pakistan or Afghanistan, like um, the what the opportunities are are starkly different, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah and then and what you're able to achieve here and you know just 20 uh 20 plus units and eight properties and like you know <laughs> compared to what you would have been able to achieve in your home country where you started from right just totally different eh yeah Absolutely. so let's dig in let's dig in a little bit then about uh you mentioned you know uh you were looking into other things and then you discovered real estate so let's talk a little bit about how you know, what got you started? How did you get that bug and, and all of that stuff? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it actually started with the Bible. Rich dad, poor dad, <laughs> as everybody likes to say that, right? Uh, a friend of mine, actually, um, his dad is a realtor. Um, and uh, he, I really look up to him. He's, he's, he has an entrepreneurial mindset. He's all, he also went to school and, and got himself educated, but then he kind of decided to go on his own path and he does more of the e-commerce platform. However, one day he, you know, him and I, him and I connected after a while, and uh, he said, "Hey, you know what? You got to read this book." He's like, "It's going to change your change your perspective in life, right?" I'm like, "Okay, sure." So uh, I did that. I actually read it, and I realized, "Oh my goodness! There is like assets, there's liabilities, there's leverage, and you know the whole concept." I know it's a very, I'm sure everybody talks about it a lot, but the way it's written, it's very simple, right? It's the storytelling which I think really has an impact on any reader that reads it because you can just relate to it on, on different levels, especially given my background, right? The, the poor dad and the rich dad, right? You want to be the rich dad, right? So that, you know, re definitely resonated with me. And um, sometimes in life, you know, connecting with people also leads to better opportunities. So the same friend I'm talking about, he's my best friend, Hossein. Um, he mentioned to me uh, that there's this upcoming project coming up in Toronto and uh, it's, you know, $500 a month for a condo waterfront. Like, that's all I needed to hear from him. I'm like, I'm sold. Like, where do I go sign up? Like, that's all I wanted to know, right? His dad obviously knew the project. And so for the next day we go, I signed the papers, the documents, didn't look at the full plan, didn't even know where it was located. As soon as I heard waterfront Toronto, I'm like, listen, there's no way it's going to lose. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to appreciate. So by the time it's built, I'm either going to be living in it or I can turn around, sell it, or I can place tenant. That all without even knowing nothing about the industry or how it works. I'm like, you know what? I'll figure it out. I have plenty of time. I just saw it in terms of an opportunity and affordability at that time because the down payment was only $2,500, believe it or not. Wow. And then 500 monthly, okay. which was, I'm like, even if I work at Tim Hortons on a part-time basis, I can afford that. <laughs> right. But how, how long, you know, usually the projects in Toronto, like how long did it take to actually get built? That's you know, that's one of the things that nobody's talking about, right? So yeah, no, very good question. Yeah, this, this one got numerous delays. Um, and uh, it took about, I think, seven years to close. So to your point, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I, I you're my laughing money down. at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what, but again, it worked out for me for my lifestyle, because I was I was I had just graduated university, I didn't really know what I wanted in a career and so forth. But I just figured I might as well park my money somewhere. So by the time it does get built, obviously they told us four years at the time, but it got delayed another three. Um, but it, it worked out at the end because the appreciation took in, right? Like drastically. So I was able to yeah. 
basically close on it, take a you know, line of credit and then use a line of credit now to purchase additional property. So it, it did kind of set me up. I wish it was a little bit earlier. It would have been better for a lifestyle. But I think in terms of investment, it worked out fairly well for me. Oh, that's awesome. And so it actually closed when? It closed in uh, June of 2020. So June of 2020. I got occupancy okay. in October, but officially closed in June because they always, you know, condos, they give you about three or four months uh, earlier. Right? So in the meantime, were you, because, so when did you read? Okay, sorry, I'm trying to get a timeline here. So yeah. did you learn about this and then run out and, and invest in the condo? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I, I messed up the timelines a little bit. No. So the condo came first. Okay. Wish that poor dad came literally in, uh, I always say in 2020 is when I read it. That's when I, he would told me the book. So I messed up the timeline. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no problem at all. I'm just trying to, trying to clear things up in my head too here. Okay. So, so once it, once this place closed, then you were, you were sort of of the mindset already to take, you know, to, um, whatever you said, take the line of credit and go reinvest it. So that's yeah. what you did from that point. That's yeah. right. But even before that, Rob, I didn't know that you could even do that. Like I had no oh, yeah. idea that you could take a line of credit. Right. And that I thought, oh, you know what? It's one property at a time. You're supposed to buy a property. You're supposed to get it, you know, mortgage, pay off the, the mortgage, save the money, and then you go buy another property, right? Like that was that was the mindset, right? And then I once I got introduced to folks that are in the business, right? Like mortgage agents and so forth, speaking to them, talking to them about how they're leveraging money. They they I was blown away. I was introduced to a completely different world because in this industry, it's all about leveraging, right? It's all about leveraging, especially money. And uh, yeah, I had no idea that I could do that. So once I figured that out, um, I started listening to podcasts, right? Bigger Pockets was a big influencer. Uh, mm-hmm. I really liked, you know, the way they pitched the ideas and everything, but I didn't really um, relate to it just because it's a little bit of US content. So I started looking for Canadian content. And then I, there was a few podcasts that I came across. I listened to Sarah Larby was one, Andrew, uh, Andrew Hines, yourself. And I just literally sat down like a sponge and just absorbed everything, like all the guests that were featured. And I did one more thing that I feel like a lot of people are very afraid of, and that is reaching out to these folks. So if you look at my Instagram now, it's, I, all those guests are literally my connections. So what better way to connect with somebody than, you know, have them even on, on the podcast or go for coffee, whatever it may be, right? Give some sort of value, of course. I know everybody's busy, but like that was my way of, basically getting into the network of investors and learning from them. And then that's how I got introduced to Sean Ray. I know you had Sean Ray on your podcast as well. And uh, I was looking at Niagara at that time because I was looking at somewhere where I can buy something that's a little bit more affordable than GTA, of course. And Niagara was not my radar at that time. So connecting with him kind of gave me the courage to now take on the next action, which is investing in multifamily. So when you're saying multifamily, you're saying the one to four units, right? Correct. Yeah. And and you you said that you were getting into uh, buildings in 2020. So that means that those 20 units or eight properties were done in the last two years. That's yeah. awesome. So like, what got you into burring? Like, uh, buy, renovate, refinance, and rent. What what got you into that strategy? Because it's not usually where people start, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so same thing. Like I, I started listening to all these uh, podcasts and everybody's talking about the burr. They, they explain how it works, how you calculate, right? To this day, I use Andrew Hines' uh, calculator. Right? Like he has a spreadsheet to, to you know, do my assessment and, and, and my analysis. And 
I think the biggest thing is like taking action. I think that was my biggest um, success, I would say. And I'm still taking action on things that I not hundred percent, I'm not hundred percent confident on, but you know what? I know I can figure it out. And I think that's, that's what it is. You need to have a little bit of leap of faith in yourself and, you know, just keep, keep going. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I had a Francois Lantier on my podcast and I, I love his quote. He said, what's the worst that can happen? You die. He's like, I'm not even afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess you die if the building falls on you, but if you got other bank problems, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't die, but um, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I don't know about you, but I don't want to die. So like, come on. <laughs> Listen, well, that's I never the goal, this portfolio but... so that I can just like, like, no way, man. <laughs> <laughs> But whatever. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's just, yeah, it's that, it's I just the mentality, right? It's like you yeah. gotta you gotta just believe in like I think real estate is a is a God given like <laughs> bulletproof investment, in my opinion. I can't think of anything else that is more lucrative, not only just in terms of finances, but you can leverage the money, you can save so much on your taxes, right? It's literally free money and it, it's the fastest way to to get to financial freedom. And I'm seeing so many folks that prior to myself, who's been doing it. So I'm just literally following their footsteps. I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just following the process and successes that they had. And that's been working uh, pretty well uh, so far. <laughs> you know, what people don't know is the barrier of entry for this kind of investment is relatively achieve, like easily achievable too. It's like a lot of people don't have that mindset. They think that it's impossible. Like, look at the prices of houses. How am I supposed to do it? Mm-hmm. Right. But again, it's just about setting a goal and then trying to work towards that goal. You know, yeah. whether you team up with somebody or whether you go into different kinds of investing in real estate, whatever it is, you know, right. as long as you as long as you set the goal, you're going to get there as long as you work consistently towards the goal. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, people have been saying that same thing for years. Right. Like in 1975, they said, oh, man, I don't think I'm going to be able to afford a house. The houses are too expensive. They said the same thing. In 1985, right. they said the same thing. 1995, they said the same thing. So let's 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 focus on how to do it rather than you know how how hard it is. Right. And and I think that's what you're doing when you're getting the when you're implementing a strategy, like um, you know, the Burr strategy. You know, I, I know a guy who wrote a book on that. So like, uh, <laughs> so, you know, the ultimate wealth strategy book. Right. And, um, and I, and it, it's definitely, it's doable. You just have to, you can't, you can't say, you know, it's hard. You got to say, how can I get it done? How do I do it? Right. And, you know, you em- implementing that strategy is, is really cool. Like, so you must have, so you've, you've probably seen the variations of how that strategy gets implemented and, and there are home runs and then there are like singles and doubles, right? Um, that's the way I like to, to look at it. I'm a baseball guy. I don't know, but, uh, like, so you've, you've got a home run, I'm sure. And you've got some singles and, and doubles in there. So maybe describe what a home run looks like and compare that to what be uh, like a single or double. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would love to talk about uh, my first rental investment actually turned out to be a home run, which I'm very happy about. Um, so this was the property that I purchased in Fort Erie. Um, so prior to getting into that, I decided to get my realtor license because I there was this was a I've been in sales for you can say about ten years or so now. So I've done numerous different jobs and everything, but 
real estate, again, was something that was always interested. So I figured, you know what, why don't I get my realtor license? I like to learn something on my own, right? Do something, follow my face, fail miserably at it, but learn from my mistakes and then show someone, hey, this is the way to do it, right? So they don't make the same mistakes. So I figured being a realtor would kind of give me that uh, insight into the industry knowledge, right? So given access to MLS, for example, was a huge win for me, right? Because then I could do comparisons and so forth. So long story short, came across this property on on on, on MLS. Uh, well, it was listed for about 420. I uh, passed on it a couple of times, uh, but then decided to take a look at it. It was conditionally sold, spoke with the with the agent, and luckily, you know, the, the first person couldn't close due to finances, and they came back to, to me. And uh I ended up closing that property for three hundred thirty thousand dollars. So, from four twenty to three thirty, yes. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's that's more than twenty five percent, especially crazy. in the last couple of years, too. Yeah, this was in November of twenty twenty, so it was before was the crazy COVID hit. A um, giant hole in the roof that nobody saw before, <laughs> or something like that. No, what I did with this one, Rob, is like I had it under contract. So they wanted 420. It was not worth 420. It was definitely worth 400. I uh, got it locked in at 405. Um, I had my inspection clause. So I did my walkthrough, did an inspection. Um, the best part of this, this property was that uh, two out of the three units were basically renovated. So I didn't have to do anything. And two out of the three were also vacant. So I get vacant possession and I can put my own tenants, which was <laughs> unbelievable, right? Just the upstairs was an older gentleman who has been here for a few years, but then he was acting like a prop, a property manager, let's say, right? He was kind of taking care of the, the units and so forth. So um, that's what I mean when I was at home run, because I got two units ready to go and I have to do any sort of renovations. On top of it, when I went through the, the inspection, I came across, you know, numerous things that were, that needed some sort of attention. They were not necessarily immediate, but I use that as a leverage in my negotiation to say, hey, you know what? You want this, but here's the reasons why I think that your property is worth this much, right? And truthfully, I was thinking of 350. I think 350 was a really good like price range for both of us. But I have to have a conversation with uh, with uh, Sean actually because I I called him up and then funny enough he was looking at the same property and he just said, you know what? Why don't you shoot your shot? Like why don't you just give him 330? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen, right? And the agent was like shocked. He's like, so hold on, Ross, you're telling me you want me to present this to my, to my client. And uh, I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's just see what happens. And an hour later, he calls me he's like, you won't believe this. He's actually going to accept that offer. Like he's willing to take it. <laughs> see, that's, that's an example where a good realtor makes you money, right? Correct. Um, everybody thinks everything as a cost, but there is benefit to having a good realtor who knows the area and, and has a reputation, right? That's a Absolutely. good example. And you don't know, like you it, it, obviously another deal went through, right? And then it didn't come through. You like, we're not sure, maybe, you know, like, did, was it a financing issue? Because if it was a financing issue, it could have been an appraisal issue. And mm -hmm. it could have been something in that seller's head that was going, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I don't think he's going to get financing. So maybe I have to make a change and that's a big change, but I'll still be able to get out of this deal. Right. And then you're going, oh man, this is a great deal. Holy cow. Let's get this quick. <laughs> I mean, it takes a certain amount of um, uh, cojones, I guess, to even present that offer, you know? So yeah, uh, I, it's something that I don't think most people would 
would think to do, you know, because it just seems, it doesn't really seem too drastic. So there's a little bit of a lesson too, you know, I mean, just put it out there as what you, what you, what you, what you would like to see. Right. For sure. For sure. And, 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 and I definitely made sure that I had a really good relationship built already with, with the other agent, right? Like we were on the same page, right? So he needed this off his hands. The seller, what was unfortunately, I guess, uh, wanted to offload because he, he was having some health concerns. I found that out later. I, I didn't even yeah. know about that. Right. So to, to Quentin's, uh, uh, you know, point, the reason why I feel like he jumped on it fairly quickly was because he just wanted his money and out because he didn't, he needed, he needed the money desperately sounded like, right. So it, it worked out to, to my advantage because he still got a win. I mean, he still made triple what he invested in originally when he bought this property and, uh, you know, it helped me and helped them. So it was definitely a one-one across for all of us. Yeah. You solved the problem for him, right. Which was, mm-hmm. sell, uh, and that's what a good investor does. A good investor solves problems constantly every day. Right. <laughs> right? And when you're doing a deal like this, you're solving that seller's problem, whatever that is. And it was a quick close and for sure close. Right. Exactly. That's, and that's what he needed. And you gave it to him. Right. That, that's super awesome. Yeah. So, no, I'm going to say like just the other day, we were in multiples with 33 other offers uh, yesterday in Durham. So, you know, uh, obviously that strategy is not going to fly in that circumstance, but yeah, when you've got something that sits on the market for a while, that yeah. might be that, that right there. Maybe start looking for stuff that's been sitting for a while. Yeah. Uh, and and, and you got to, you got to stay everybody. true to your numbers too. That's another thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I do see this quite often, uh, especially newbies that get in the market, they try to polish their, their numbers, right? Like they say, you know what, instead of, 5% vacancy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to do 3%. Oh, uh, capex. No, it's going to, it looks like the roof is fine. Let's just make a 0%, right? You can finesse that <laughs> spreadsheet to make it work out if you want right. to. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? I, I don't want to be the winner. If I'm the guy who in 30 multiple offers is the person who won, you lost, man. I don't care. You're not an investor. That's not exactly. an investment. There's something going on with that. Like, I, I'm sorry, I'm not a realtor. So I, I, I could say that, but like, <laughs> I, I just think that you got to be careful, right? Because then you get emotion, emotion gets involved. And, you know, it stops when emotion starts to get yeah. involved, it becomes a different type of purchase. So yeah. it's okay if it's a principal residence and that's the reason why you're buying it. And, you know, you're willing to overpay because it's, it's something different, but an investment, well, you have to be careful. I mean, again, like if, if you want to talk about things like that, it's like Mark Loeffler. Mark Loeffler always famously says, you know, in I, everything I bought, even if I paid too much for it, I look like a genius in five years, you know? So, so there is a certain, um, yeah. there is a certain, in, in multiple offer situations, uh, my advice is always, yeah, you, I mean, you don't want to be the winner going out, like having buyer's remorse, right? Nobody wants that. So negative $1,000 a month cash. Flow, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you've got to put in the offer that makes sense. And, right? and if you get it, you're yeah. happy that you got it. And yeah. if you didn't get it, you know, you did your best and you're not willing to go any higher than exactly. what you put on the table. So exactly. yeah, you kind of look at it from that point of view. Yeah. And I, and explain the same thing even to my clients. Cause like, it's very easy to get emotional. Like, like Quentin said, uh, especially when they're looking for the primary investment, right? Like their primary residence, you can say. Um, but again, we, we go back to the drawing board. We say, what's the most important thing you, that you need, right? Like scale it down. And then most importantly, what is your maximum budget? Like, are you willing to negotiate with the, with the seller to say, Hey, I'm going to give you another $10,000. Are you going to be upset 
if something you that you wanted to buy, you lost out on five or ten thousand dollars. If the answer is yes, go with your maximum from the mm-hmm. beginning because especially in the GTA, like it's you're getting outbid and outdone every single corner you look at. So again, stay true to your numbers, but don't oversell yourself and overcommit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, just to your point on Loeffler there, I mean, he's been a friend of mine for a decade and he's not going to, he is, he's not going to let emotion drive a business decision. Right. Yeah. And um, that's what you, what we're, we're all talking about here. So that's, that's awesome. So uh, now you- we talk, sorry. So now we talked about the win, but we still got to talk about the challenge, like the obstacle that you overcame. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one of the biggest challenges that I had initially starting one was, you know, contracting, right? Like I didn't have a team of contractors, really. I kind of jumped into a lot of these projects blindly. You can say the first thing I was concerned about one was like, let me find a deal. If I can find a deal, it goes back to money people deal, right? Find a deal, the money will come and the people will come, right? You can source it out, leverage your network. I think networking is the greatest thing we can all you know, uh, work on, I would say, because talking to folks, I can say, Hey, Rob, I need a contract in Costa Rica. I'm sure you have like four people you worked with already. Right. So it's about knowing folks around their area that will make you or break your investment. So I would say, so I leveraged networks to get contractors in place, to get financing in place and so forth. Right. So that really helped me. And then from here on, I I went, my next one was actually in Sarnia. So again, a, a market that I didn't even know much about. So I picked up two triplexes in Sarnia. Same thing. I looked at the deal. The numbers made perfect sense. I knew somewhat about the, the market, but I didn't know the in and outs of it. But I decided again, same thing. Let me get this deal. I'll figure the rest later. I'll figure the contractors. I'll figure out the financing. And that's kind of how I've been, how I've been approaching every single market because as much as I like to you know, build around my backyard, it's just if the, uh, if the prices or the numbers don't make sense, I'm also open to other markets and whatever makes sense for me. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's gotta be in your, you know, it's, it's nice when people, people always generally, I would say invest in their backyard for the first deal or two. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they start to realize I don't need to be that close. I don't need to drive by it every day. I don't need to walk up and touch it every day. You know, I can, if I want to, but I don't have to. So then that allows people to like, expand and move out of their uh out of their immediate areas right and look for the deal instead of just what what is around me that i can i can make work yeah it's it's a mindset right again it's end of the day it's a mindset it took me a while to get over that because first like if you if you if you have to map it out again i went from toronto to fort erie an hour and a half that was a big challenge for me i'm like whoa what's that so far from there (laughs) i went to sarnia which is even two hours away from me right and then that's how it is. Like I just, I'm, as I'm uh, progressing and I'm investing, this this whole barrier of uh, you know location or proximity is 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 non-existent anymore, right? I'm I'm more comfortable to say, you know what, maybe one day I'll invest in uh, or uh, you know Costa Rica or uh, uh, you know somewhere else or Mexico or something because it, it's just a mindset thing. Like you know, as as you progress, I think you get more confident, and uh, as as long as you have a good team around yourself, I think you can make it work. I, I keep saying, I keep hearing Sarnia. I'm like, why Sarnia? What are, what are the fundamentals that drive the investment in, in Sarnia? Like uh, it's, I, I can see that there can be cash flow numbers, right? Yeah. Like um, is there, are there any fundamentals of the market that you, that appeal to you that, that kind of 
um, drove you to to get to that uh, point where you said, "Hey, I think this is going to be cash flow positive, and there's you know this." What it, what do you think that is? Yeah, for sure. Well, well, Sarnia is known for their for their uh, chemical valley, right? Like that, a huge the component of that uh, market is is that industry. So it is very driven by that, and that's not going anywhere anytime soon. The way I see it, in fact. When I was looking into it, I forgot the name of the the big corporation there, but they invested another like hundred thousand, or uh, sorry, another hundred million dollars to uh, uh, I think create another headquarters right in Sarnia. So that's going to create jobs. That's going to create stability, right? And also that uh, a lot of people don't know about Sarnia is is like it's 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 so close to the border and it, the beach is beautiful. So if you're on the north side of Sarnia, Airbnb is is going to be just amazing cash flow if you can get into that. But for me. The reason why I primarily got into this one was because the um, what they were asking for for the property was like unbelievable, right? So, uh, just just to give you guys uh, some numbers, I bought one triplex for one ninety, the other one I bought for one sixty. So again, those numbers just stood out to me. And yes, they were occupied; they had tenants, but I worked my strategy in terms of getting cash for keys, getting vacant possession, and then doing the renos. Right, uh, so I did have the uh, tenant turnover, and once I refi, both of these are going to be home runs as well, just like my Fort Dairy. That's awesome. What what, what kind of rents are you getting on those? So what what type of suite mix is it, and what type of rents are you getting? Sure, yeah. So one of them is is uh, it's it's a bachelor. Um, it has uh, another bachelor in the back and three bedrooms upstairs. So that one is actually a, a single family that they were using it as, as a triplex. So I'm in the conversion process. I want to get it legally converted. It probably doesn't have much to do. I'm in the permit stages right now. We're just working with the, with the, the parking and so forth right now. And uh, probably has to do some fire coding. Um, the other one is a legal uh, duplex. Uh, that one needed a lot of work. Uh, so I did renovate him and they're fully tenanted right now. So upstairs, I'm getting 1100 Main floor, I'm getting 1350 It has a garage. I'm renting it for another $200. Uh, basement is going to be done as well. So I'm expecting at least another 900 there plus hydro. So all in all, like uh, it's easily over a thousand dollars cash flow, like, and uh, with these properties that I have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and like, so for that one, for example, the last one you were just talking about, what, what would you be looking at as a legal triplex refi value? Right now, yeah, the, the Sarnia market has picked up, oh man, quite significantly. I was just looking at a couple of listings right now. I'm seeing duplexes listed for 450. Um, okay. I mean, I don't think they're going to give me 450, but let's be conservative. I think it'll be about 400. So is it, there's a spider on me. Um, <laughs> uh, so is it going to, so it's going to be a duplex. You're going to refi it as a duplex. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it okay. depends on which lenders you go to because certain lenders look at the legality of the of the property. Others look at the unit. So if they look mm-hmm. at a per unit basis, then I'll be fine, right? But even if it's a duplex, I think because I literally renovated like front to bottom, it's going to go appraised for about 400. Okay. And that was the one you bought for one? 160. 160. And how much did you put into it? Uh, renovations so would be roughly around 60K. Whoa, that's awesome. Very good. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> that type of a, a, a deal is is really good. So you're going to pull out all your funds plus uh, a little bit more then. Absolutely. 
and you're going to cash flow positive at least a thousand dollars a month on each. So that's that's going to help tremendously for that financial freedom piece, right? You get a Absolutely. couple more of those, and then you're you're good. Could you do you think you could replicate that process again in Sarnia? I mean, now with the current prices. Yeah, um, I'm I'm actively looking. So I I mean, one piece of the puzzle that's missing in my business is is getting off market leads. I have been primarily working on MLS, and as we know, MLS is very competitive, and you don't see many at uh, those you know rates. Uh, but I am uh, keeping an eye an eye on it. Actually, in fact, I just uh, put another uh, property under contract. I'm going to be checking it out uh, this weekend. Uh, it was listed for two for two hundred thousand. It's a duplex again, just right, right across mine. Um, I am not sure what kind of renovations or whatnot it needs, but again, if it's very similar to what I had previously, then more than likely I'm gonna you know tie that up and and then again do a burr on that project. That's awesome. You know, I think if you can scale something like that uh, and get as many as you can while the numbers work and with. Uh, with a couple of partners, that would be a, an amazing kind of scaling business that could could really grow. And uh, I totally get what you're saying with the off market stuff. I, I've I've never even bought an apartment building off like an MLS. So and we're at like 17 buildings now. So wow. like you know, it's uh, you're right. You you do have to work harder to do it, but you you seem really driven. You have like a a, a great determination about you. Um, and so, so, uh, what's next for you? Yeah, definitely. So it's just, I, I'm at 20 units goal is not to double it, it's double or nothing. So it's, uh, like you said, I have a goal in mind and, uh, I am going to be like a father soon. So my why got even bigger. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully baby will be around me in a couple of months. So we're close. Uh, but uh, that's what it is, Quentin. I mean, like, like I said, it goes back to why I'm working so hard is because I want to be able to, uh, you know, retire myself, hopefully my wife, have, uh, you know, generational wealth for, for my kids and, you know, the other generation that's upcoming and also retiring my parents. I mean, they deserve it. They've done so much for me. So this is the least I can do. And the way I see it, I mean, the, if I can make this happen, and again, coming from a different country, I think anybody can. And that's why I have like a podcast and a YouTube channel. And I'm trying to educate because it, it really is not rocket science, right? It's just about planning, being commit, committed to it, and then executing, right? Yeah, that's that's so true. I'm predicting, I am predicting you triple. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen. Oh, are we betting? Oh man, All I right. love it. So love he's, it. Got, he's got triple, <laughs> and you're saying double. I'm gonna go for quadruple. Okay. <laughs> hey, remember it's it's quality, not quantity necessarily. But... All right. Okay. Yeah. How about we do? How about we do cash flow numbers then? That's my favorite. <laughs> Let's say my my guess is that by the end of next year, that his cash flow will be 150 percent of what it is this year. Well, there how you go. That? That's perfect. Yeah. We should. That's like check very on doable. That. 150 percent yeah. okay yeah that'll and that'll take you based on your your other uh numbers there that'll take you well well on your way to that financial freedom that you're talking about so before yeah. we have to go here let's talk a little bit about your podcast that you mentioned there tell us a bit about it yeah so it's called the uh, real estate golden nuggets i uh, i started that podcast again that's a way of uh, giving back to the community um, and basically sharing my experiences and my guests' experiences. So I have folks, you know, like yourselves that will be featured on there. So a good way to, to uh, 
you know, educate folks who are looking to get in or, or you know, scale their, their portfolio. Uh, you know, podcasts are fantastic resources. There's not, there's not many Canadian content. So I figured, you know, why not start something of my own as well to, uh, you know, get to folks that are new, especially. Um, and as I'm sharing my journey, hopefully that inspires them to continue on, and, you know, growing their portfolios as well. Absolutely. And it's called? Real Estate Golden Nuggets. Golden Nuggets. Okay, beautiful. I love that. I like that because <laughs> um, that's what we need, right? We need the golden nuggets Correct. after, after, you know, let's say after, you know, a couple of years of investing, you, you've, you've, you know, you can obviously learn from everybody's story, but it's really down to those golden nuggets that, that we, that we all need for value. Okay. So beautiful. I like uh, it. That's awesome. You know, and, and it's, it's really good because if you're just starting out, you're going to have different you know, insights uh, than somebody who's been doing it for 20 years. Sometimes I, I don't appreciate some of the things that other people appreciate. And, and that's what other people need, right? They need mm -hmm. those stepping stones. If you can find somebody who's, um, you know, a year or just two years ahead of what you're, you, where you would be on your journey, that's usually a lot better for you than somebody who's 10 or 20 years ahead, right? Mm -hmm. Because they, they'll be able to provide those golden nuggets like you're doing in your uh, YouTube show and the podcast that, that can help them to, to bring them along. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. I, and I'm also like, by doing this, I'm getting a lot of people's names out there. There's a lot of newbies, new investors or intermediate investors, and many people don't even know who they are, right? So it's a, it's a good way to, to get them, get their names out there. So like you said, every story has golden nuggets in it and we can all learn from it. So that's the whole idea of that podcast. Yeah. And I will tell you, man, when we first started, Quentin was our first guest and I was so excited because I was just like, man, I'm going to ask him everything I want to ask him for like an hour. So yeah. this is amazing. You know? <laughs> Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Okay, and, so and now I'm here, and you know what? I, I was even nervous coming on, so it was <laughs> kind of cool to have the the cycle kind of come back. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Ross, tell people how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, the best way to get in touch with me is uh, my handle Ross Nadai. I'm very active on social media, um, and of course, you can search me on YouTube as well. Same thing, Ross Nadai. Uh, feel free to message me. I mean, I'm always communicating and speaking to folks, you know, even uh, people that just have questions and they want to run numbers. I know I'm not the guru here, but uh, by any means, but, you know, I try to help as, as, any way I can. So I'm always looking to network and connect with folks. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and thank you again for sharing all of this. You know, we do appreciate yeah. it. So, and we'll talk to you in a year maybe and see, uh, Get the update, yeah. 150%, I'm telling you. Absolutely. If Quentin said that, now it has to be done, yes. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be like, uh, I'm too busy. Maybe call me back next month. I'll see if I can come on. Uh, be in the show notes, guys. If you want to reach out to them, just uh, go into the show notes and all the contact info that they shared with us is going to be in there. So you can reach out and talk to them about all of this stuff. And uh, anyone who wants to reach out to me can reach me at rob at mrbreakthrough.ca. Um, you know, there's been a bunch of people reaching out to me and asking me questions on Costa Rica. And I am more than happy to share with everybody. So uh, please do that. But again, everybody, thanks for listening once again. We'll see you soon. Have a great one, everybody. See you next time. Sandy will be back, I'm sure. Don't worry. Sandy will be back. 
<laughs> next time. Okay. Right. Thanks guys. Have a good one. Have a good one.